Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and Happy New Year. Uh, we've been away for two weeks, so it's good to be back. I am Ron Kolick, your host, gatekeeper around the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And no Anne today. I don't know what she's up to. Probably getting ready for the big snowstorm coming. I have no clue. But joining me is my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. And your only favorite witch coast. I mean, West Coast you know, witch. You don't know that. You, know. you just assume that. <laughs> yeah, really. Jeez. So you survived another year? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully not an EVP right now. <laughs> That's what I always do. I, you know, I have to get up in the morning. I always have to poke myself with a stick, make sure I'm still alive. So, Does it anyway, hurt? No. I'm Polish. Okay. Nothing hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were Polish. No, I'm not even going to give a Polish joke. Never you mind. can. You can. This is, a, this is a free open station. We, All right. We then I was going to say, if you get up and poke yourself... With a stick, it probably would be in the eye. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dumb. Yeah, yeah. That was that wasn't worth the uh I told you. Threat. <laughs> you dragged it out of me. I said I, I wasn't do. gonna do it. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Mala Brooks is the host of Stir in the Cauldron, which has been on for six thousand years. Yes, at least. Yes. So still hot and heavy and uh it, you ever get tired of it, Mala? No, I really don't. You know why? Because I I'm, I don't talk about just one thing. You know, like like yeah. in the beginning, in the beginning, that sounds like something from the Bible. In the beginning. But in the beginning, I mean, we all, our shows, and you probably did too, it was all about ghost hunting with teams. You know, you would, you would your guests would be teams that would go out and ghost hunt, right? Pretty much? No, but that's okay. all. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. I, 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 when I was invited to Parax to do it mm-hmm. um you know i said i don't want to do it because yeah. i don't want to do another cookie cutter show i don't want to be the one who in, interviews all these team people that go out and mm. do you know and but that's what it was i mean a lot of the paranormal shows were co- cookie cutter shows and it's a lot too by the way <laughs> that's not nice um <laughs> But um, when did I ever say I was nice? <laughs> well, all right, I give you that. But Dave Jones said, you know, think about it. You've got something more to offer than that. And I went, yeah, do I really? What? And he goes, you're a witch. And I went, <laughs> oh yeah. And, but it's still then I then I thought about whether I wanted to come out of the broom closet or not. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so. But still, for the first few years, even Tim Shaw, you know, with his Black Cat Lounge, he was doing mm-hmm. mostly that, too. 
but about five years into it, he and I both decided <clears throat> that there's more to the paranormal than that. So we kind of switched gears more to metaphysical, which, you know, includes the ghosty stuff, too. Sure. But, I'm, I mean, I've met so many interesting people and so many interesting topics that I never would have heard of or known about or anything. Um, so, no, I don't get bored with it. I mean, sometimes... I have to step out of my comfort zone and do something that I think is like way over my head, you know, when somebody's talking about quantum physics and things like That's that. Out of your head, my girl. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. Unless you explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old. Um, but they, That's you know. nobody can explain it. <laughs> well, maybe that's, yeah, okay, that's good. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I do that, but it's also to test myself because I can't only do shows about things that I like you know I mean you have to play to the band and so some people are interested in things that I might not be but it would be stupid for me not to interview somebody that other people would like right yeah and Steve and I uh, we just talked in the last show the international show that we both believe that we you know we want to know all sides of the the story we want to know all sides of the coin you know, yeah. and, and our lot in life is, is learning. And, you know, we won't stop mm-hmm. learning until we die. And that, to me, is important. I want to know, okay. I mean, you got to remember, I was raised a, a good old Catholic boy. You know, yes. all the stuff that I that I involved in was, you know, it, it was not, you know, we you didn't believe in gays. You didn't believe in witches. You didn't believe in the Ouija board. You didn't believe in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love the show because that. It became to you know it opened my eyes that you know you just can't throw us a, a single phrase out there and say it as a truth you know and yeah. and that's the the sad part about it I mean it it really was you know I mean I I, I remember all the times I mean uh, when I met with uh, Kristen and uh, Sean Fourier for the first time. And they they invited me to do uh, Spectral Events as part of the Festival of Dead, which I did for 13 years. And I met uh-huh. them, and, they, and they're, they're both gay guys. And I remember meeting them in that restaurant. We were talking about it. And he says, well, Ron, why don't you, you know, dress up or something, you know, put on a hat or something. And I says, no, that'd be gay. And I said oh. that to him. Right there. <laughs> no. uh, honest to God. And uh-huh. they didn't bat an eye. They just kind of laughed a little bit. And, and sure. that, and the... The point is acceptance. That's the really point is to understand there are other people who have other points of views that, you know, it's not your job to judge them. It's the job to understand them and try to, you know, see what their point of views are. And and that's where everything got lost in, in this field that we're doing a lot of times because, you, like yeah. you said, you know, cookie kind of ghost shows are, you know, everybody's doing the same thing over and over and over again. No one's yeah. looking for new things like you and, and uh, Tim Shar, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the metaphysical and stuff. That's a whole new ball game, but you can yeah. blend it. You can learn from all sides. Of course. And that's, that's so important. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really realize um, how important it was until I started, um, you know, going into these different places and, and, talking to different people and then you know after a while and you know this too um once you have a show publishers come after you asking for you to put their guests or their authors on your show as guests and they send you stuff and you know you can pick and choose it doesn't mean that they send you a book that you have to do it but i mean i get so many books and 
probably 50% of them I book because there's something either I don't know about or it's something I want to know more about that I think I know and I probably don't. And, you know, and then there's just some fun stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't think you get tired of it. Well, you're doing way more shows than I am. I mean, uh, number way worth. Too many. Way too many. <laughs> so do you ever get tired? Do you? I do. Get- you know, I mean, there are tired that I don't uh, I don't not enjoy doing them. But mm-hmm. some of the work to get to the show is, yeah. is a little tiring. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, yourself today, I, I called you up and, you know, Ian says she's not going to be here. So, mm-hmm. I, so I sent you a message in Facebook. I says, asking you to think. So uh, you have those problems that you have to kind of sure. deal with at times. And uh, it's that, that part there is, is a little, I enjoy the show. I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy, uh, you know, just being me really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, I mean, I go, I've always gone solo, but, you know, when Tim and I do the Rev and Witch show, mm-hmm. that's a whole new ball of wax, too, because it's all of a sudden I'm not the only child, yep. you know, and um, fortunately, Tim has the gift of gab. So I, <laughs> <laughs> did I understate that? Yes. Some, um, sounds familiar to someone I know, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, in, in that sense, I mean, it learned, you know, he he brings in people that I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. I bring in people or topics that he doesn't know. And, you know, fortunately he's very into whatever, because actually I didn't have anybody was thinking about doing something for the week of Christmas. And I thought, well, it's kind of hard to get a guest. And so I got a hold of Tim because with him, he likes the edgier stuff anyway. And Mm -hmm. I, if you're free for the Thursday before Christmas, I said, do you want to do a, a hour long Revan Witch show? Cause we usually do two hours. And um, why don't we talk about the dark side of Christmas, which I thought was, you know, very clever and it yep. would have, would have been, but he wasn't available. Um, but you know, you get <laughs> to, I know it. Really got me. <laughs> I thought here I an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, <laughs> I thought this is a really good thing. You know, who who talks in, in during the Christmas season? Who talks about doom and gloom and misery and black stuff and dark stuff and Jeff you know? Blanger. Oh, he does. Yes, but right. I normally didn't. And I thought, oh, the dark side of Christmas. You know, it's like it, it, it's almost sacrilegious. It's like pointing out the dark side of Disney movies. You know, <laughs> especially the cartoons. Oh, you yeah. know, and 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 whatever. I mean, Disney when he does nursery not nursery it's fairy tales um he has cleaned up several fairy tales that he turned into cartoons but because they were pretty gory and icky at the end um and they didn't live happily ever after but you know that's why i thought well if we do that on christmas either we're going to get a ton of email for you know being blasphemous or something but maybe next year no um (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it just, I like doing different things. I don't want to just do one thing. And I want to do things to learn and, and to have fun with and, you know, tiptoe around. I mean, when Tim and I first decided to do the Reverend Witch show, mm-hmm. he said, I want it to be edgy. You know, I mean, you know, we'll take it one step further. It, it's not rated PG. It'll be rated R, you know, just in case. And so... I said, well, what do you want to do for the first show? And we 
I don't know if we he got the book or I got the book from the publisher, but it was a book on sex magic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I said, all right, we're either going to tank really bad or people are going to like the show, you know, or or the the nerve that we have to do that. And so we do have a disclaimer on the front of, you know, the beginning of our show saying, you know, this may not be your cup of tea, but it's the edgier side. And, you know, kind of he gets very dramatic. Listen at your own risk, you know, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. But. I mean, we can have fun with it, too. And, yeah, the the stuff that you talk about, you know, a guest doesn't show up. And especially the last minute when a guest doesn't show up, you know, they they get the hour wrong. um, They gave us the wrong Skype information, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Then you just kind of run with it. I mean, Sarge, Sarge, my producer, insists that we have a couple of backup shows because if that doesn't work, he doesn't want to wait and go halfway into the show before the guest arrives, you know. Five minutes, he gives them, and if they're not there, we put on a, a encore show. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, and I like it. and people are still listening. This, aren't you surprised sometimes that people are still listening after all these years? Seriously, I don't understand why anyone listens to me. Because well, I said that too. Yeah, I mean that that's the fun part of it. Why? I mean, I I I didn't have a YouTube channel for the longest time for the show. I was using Podomatic. And then I thought, no, no, I'm going to, because you don't have to worry about bandwidth and other things if if you're on the YouTube channel. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell everybody that we have a YouTube channel, but, you know, I'm not advertising it much or whatever. And all of a sudden, people started subscribing to it. I don't know where they came from. And I don't know how they knew my show or me or gave it. Well, sometimes it's from the. You've been around for a while, though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I know. I've got gray hair for it. But um, (laughs) I think a lot of it we get from our guests, you know, because when the guests look at the podcast and set the podcast out there, then their followers learn about the show and maybe do it. But otherwise, it's kind of amazing that it's getting up there in numbers and I'm thinking what the you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh Christmas season was here and the new year is here is there a new year's spell that you can use I put one up on my did. Where, where, where? on my website a couple of Which weeks is? ago um marlabrooks.com mm-hmm. and um I have uh, something called Spell of the Week. Oh. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's still up there. It probably isn't because <laughs> I only put one a week. But I did one, and it was, you know, a cleansing spell. You know, open the doors, open the windows, brush out the negative, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I look for those things because um, I'm using a lot of spells from my two spell books. But after all, you're going to run out at some point. So I'm looking at like holidays and whatever, and I, I create more spells. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool. si- sitting there stirring the cauldron and, and you know, when yeah. the smoke comes up, I just grab it and put it in a bottle and there you have a spell. Yeah. But yeah, That's... no, New Year's is about cleansing. That's all, you know, starting new, get rid of, getting rid of the old, the negativity, don't bring it into the New Year with you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was all about. Yeah, that's good. Get rid of yeah. the new things, yeah. Yeah, 
Do you have any traditions for New Year's that you do? Yeah, I, I usually divorce my wife and get a new wife every year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not true. We, no. uh, most people know that we've been married for, well, more people, longer than most people have been alive. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we know you're just pulling a leg. But do, yeah. you, do, you like, do you have a certain like food that you do on New Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. No, not really. No. Or New Year's Day? No, no. Okay. Because no, no, no. I do. Years ago. You? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I have um, black-eyed peas and ham. Um, at really? Southern. I mean, I, it's southern. What the hell are black-eyed peas? I just asked Steve what certain beans. dishes they're, in English is. What the hell are black-eyed peas? They're beans. They're, Besides they're, a musical group. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> they're beans, um, little beans, and they have a little black spot on them. So they they're not peas at all. That's the strange thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think are they they're a in a sauce or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can buy them in a can, and then they're in a sauce. But you can also buy them frozen, and then you make your own sauce. But it's kind of a Cajun dish, you know, with the Worcestershire oh. and the Louisiana hot sauce, and. <laughs> You know, all that stuff. And you're supposed to eat it at the stroke of midnight for good luck on the new year. And I happen to like it. Um, nobody I know particularly cares much for it because they say black eyed peas taste like dirt. Hey. <laughs> but when you doctor them up, they're just sign fine. me up for that, will you? <laughs> yeah, because that's a, there's a, another thing called Hoppin' John, which is kind of the same thing with black eyed peas, but you make Were you it. You born in New Orleans or something? No. Come on, I'm an L.A. kid. So how um, do you come up with stuff? Because I used to watch so many different cooking shows over the years. And yeah. and they, you know, would show stuff and I, and I would try it. And that's, I guess, kind of why I wrote a couple of cookbooks. But, um, you know, you just learn different cuisine. But it was funny. Do you know anything about, like, famous chefs, right? Um, there was a man in New Orleans called Paul Prudhomme. Oh, yeah. He was very, very popular. And um, I had to interview him for a magazine article. And it was really interesting because every, it was in, he was in the kitchen, you know, at, the, at his restaurant and stuff. And you could hear people in the background, chef, chef, you know, and I mean, it was very, very cool. But he cool. was talking about things and I was, you know, talking with him. And he says, you kind of really know this stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, either he's senile or he, I really might know something. <laughs> or polite. Yeah, I mean, this is no. Oh, he's hitting on you one or the other. <laughs> oh, no. No, because he, he kind of tested. He, he kind of put, you know, something out there and I had to answer back and I got it right oh, okay. a couple of times. So I just kind of proved my, but, you know, so you just, that was out of the box. But, um, yeah, so I, I just got a lot of cookbooks. And then there was this old cook um, a chef named Justin Wilson years ago he had a TV show on and he was he was an old guy who just told tales stories and he was Cajun Mm -hmm. and I interviewed him for a magazine one time and I got all his cookbooks he sent me all his cookbooks and so you know you learn all these different cuisine and if I wanted to really be crazy Japanese um, New Year's Eve is moji Moji? Why do you call it? I thought they did rice cakes. Well, they do, but they also, it's it's this rice, rice cake. They pound it down and pound it down into kind of, it looks like a glue. Mm. Mochi, mochi. Oh, my God. I can't even say it. But you can get ice cream in mochi now. I mean, in a wrapper. 
all the stores have it. It's good, but it's kind of chewy. But so, you know, we have to keep learning. I mean, you know, and yeah. that goes with the paranormal. You, you know, I cook a lot. And yes, and I, I do. But people always ask me, well, what's your recipe? What's your recipe? I, I never answer them because I don't have recipes. I I, I go pretty much by taste, I guess. Uh, you know, or if I do have a recipe, I never follow it. I always do something a little different or something. That's... I mean, that's the way I do it. So I, I can't really give recipes because I don't really have them. No, and it really amazes me some of the stuff that you post. You know, we're having this for dinner tonight or that for dinner. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God, this is a man with, you know, the bag of tricks. See, um, you, see what you all missed out, women? <laughs> You'd make somebody a really good husband. Um, <laughs> good houseboy. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But and you like cats? That's a good thing. Um, yes, yeah. It's it. But really, you you cook things that taste in my mind very very good. So See, but, that's that's what I know I do good if you can taste them in your mind. It's like yeah. I, what did I post the other day? I posted uh, grape nut pudding. And I said, oh, I just made. Great nut pudding, the smell of yeah. cinnamon permeates the house. And I had people say, I can smell it down here. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, they, it's, they have that, which is good. That means I'm making something decent. I mean, Jen never complains about my cooking. So, Well, no. And you know what? If, right. if you don't follow recipes and you create them yourselves, that's the mm -hmm. sign of a really good cook. Mm -hmm. I used to you ask my mom when she made some foods, I said, oh, what's the recipes for that? I mean, she never had recipes. Like, mm -hmm. uh well, you know, I take this and, uh, you, you know, a, a, a cup of milk or, or maybe more or less, depending on the taste. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like you get the ingredients, but then that's about all. After that, it's pretty much you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. you know, like a pinch of that. I like it when they say uh, a pinch. salt and pepper. No, salt and pepper to taste. Oh, so yeah. That is a good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That that means they can't be reliable if you put it too much or too little. You know, it's on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So um, the uh, oh, I had something I was going to ask you too. Oh, you have anything new coming up? Any new books or uh, projects you're working on? I'm trying to work on a project. Um, I wanted to do a new Oracle deck, Ooh. and. Um, you know, because we got the Witch's Oracle deck and it went into its second printing, which was a good thing. That's great. Um, yeah. And so I just wanted to do something different. And, you know, I, I do kind of have a green thumb and, and I love gardening and stuff. And a lot of people, a lot of witches come on my show that, that are into that and they write books about that and herbs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And but they all talk about plant spirits, that all spirits I mean, all plants have spirits and okay. they talk to the spirits and this, you know, whatever. And, and so I thought, you know, that would be interesting, a plant spirit um, oracle deck. And oh. it would be all flowers or plants. And, you know, the message of the card would be from that particular spirit. And so I've got the proposal into Red Feather, Schiffer, Red Feather, um, now and we'll see what happens and if not cool. i'm going to take it somewhere else because i really kind of like the idea yeah. and it's something different so yeah i'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs waiting to get a thumbs up or a thumbs down you know i'm pretty much on board with with you know you know you have peter and everything else but i i believe that plants have 
energy to them and they're almost a i mean we know that in some mm -hmm. well i know it probably more than most people because of two particular things we uh, first of all i can grow plants very well mm -hmm. uh and so i have that connection with them but right. also when i uh had my business a long time ago uh next to the environmental uh, company that i ran one of the products that we built was a, an item called the plant talker which I sold to schools and colleges, and it was a biofeedback device for plants. Wow. So, yeah, it was this little thing, and it, it, you would put probes on the on the uh, uh, leaves, and mm -hmm. then uh, you, you, the plants would react to various stimuli. For instance, if you took cigarette smoke and blew it on the plants, mm -hmm. this device would convert that into a audible sound. Oh. And it was it was really intriguing because yeah. you got everything from screams to like purrs to you know there was reactions when you when they were exposed to these various stimuli even people you know different people mm -hmm. going in close to them or touching them they mm -hmm. would react differently it, it was so intriguing that's amazing yeah many years ago oh you should bring it back come on I actually have the prototype sitting on my porch. I found it in the shed. I don't know what shape it's in, but uh, yeah, it was it was popular. Uh, uh, you know, we sold it to a lot of colleges and uh, universities and uh, regular, even regular high schools and stuff. And I would was, love to see that. It was in Playboy too. Really? Yep, it was in Playboy magazine. Did it have a staple in between the pages? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny for some particular reason or not. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the big not, that I've ever, not that I've ever seen Playboy. No, or Staples for that matter, right? Uh, yeah, Staples, right. <laughs> Actually, I have a whole collection of Playboys on the porch from like, what, 1970s? Wow. That, that shows you how old they are. Well, you can bake a buck or two on them if you I'm want. I'm sure to. I could. Yeah. You'll never but, be poor. But that, are you kidding me? To, today's standard, they would be so uh, non... Uh, vanilla. Yeah, yeah, vanilla. Thank you. That's a good way of putting it anyways. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's intriguing. I know we're coming up to the break here. Uh, for some reason, I can't see it on my uh, screen. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's radio has changed so much since you started too, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's the, I guess that's the break. Okay, Perfect. you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with uh, Ron and my special guest, Marla Brooks. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, Get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, 
and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back again. <laughs> I'm still Ron Kolick. <laughs> and that is the voice of uh, Stirring the Cauldrons, Marla Brooks. So anyway, I found out what I was doing. I was in the wrong uh, screen. I was in the last screen from last week's show. I mean, last hour's show. So that's there. why I couldn't see the messages. Now I got it. I'm better. Okay. Anyways, uh, I, before we go on, I want to thank all our friends in uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. We want to wish you uh, a happy new year and, uh, you know, thank you for supporting uh, the Ghost Chronicles Radio shows. So there you go. So, Mala. Yes. I have a new show out. It's been out. Uh, it's on once a month. And mm-hmm. It's this is uh, we did our seventh show yesterday, actually. No, today, <laughs> yesterday, today. How <laughs> blends in, doesn't it? Yeah. So I did three shows today. Wow. Uh, anyways, it's called the Affection Connection. Mm-hmm. And we give uh, advice mm-hmm. to people. My wife is on the show as with myself and uh, Lou. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it would be nice to have a witch to come on the show sometime and and put your little witchy head to it. I'd be happy be to. Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. I like yeah, the stuff it, you do. It's always interesting. It's uh, the show is, believe it or not, is very popular now, which is surprising the heck out of me. <laughs> and uh, we do give, uh, you know, people send in uh, questions uh, about uh, all types of relationships, whether it's maritable maritable yeah (laughs) or malleable yeah yeah that too uh you know any anything and everything from uh sex to uh office to siblings to neighbors it's all in there and we answer it the the best we can (coughs) excuse me and a lot of times uh no that was a kind of a half cough half sneeze okay i'll save the blessing for later then no bless it i'll take it Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why they you do that? Why you cover your mouth when you uh, sneeze? By the way, because your soul goes out of it or something. Exactly. Yeah, boy, you're a lot smarter than you look. You know that. I know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, as I mentioned, you have been doing these shows for a long, long time. I mean, there's got to be like two or three guests that really stand out over the years, besides me, of course. But uh, yeah, well, you're you're a regular, so this is good. Yeah. So, I mean, is there which ones really were compelling to you that that you really enjoyed speaking with? Um, well, one of them is is a, a a musician, Dave the Bard, but it's D A M H because that's the druid way of saying Dave. Um, uh-huh. He he 
for anybody that's into um, witchcraft, the, the, the craft at all, he's a druid. You know, you get people on your show sometimes that that say what they are, and then as they talk, you kind of know that that's not the case. Um, but in his case, I mean, it, it, it even Tim was like freaking out when he first met him. I mean, this is the real deal. You know, he knows so much about so many things mm-hmm. um, in that field that you learn about it. And, um, you know, it's just somebody that's a joy to have on. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, Nick Redfern is somebody else. Have you had Nick? Oh, you're a monster. I haven't. I know him well, but I've never had him on my show. Oh, my God. Is he, he still alive? Yes, he is. I mean, he's written, what, 50 million books. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can pick up any of his books. Don't even tell him what you're going to ask him. And he almost knows what page it's that meant. Um, oh, that's sick. That's very sick. No, he's really good. And, and, I know, but yeah, I, I, to have a I memory could, like that is unbelievable. Yeah, and that's what. So I really enjoy that. And I think on my YouTube channel, um, you know, they show you how many listens are on, on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably have 200 shows up there. And the oh. ones that get the most, the the main one that gets the most listening um, is Nick Redfern. And I mean, he's had like a, more than a thousand listens to that show where some people have six, you know, um, <laughs> probably mine, but he's a, uh, yeah, he's written so many books and he has probably such a great following that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? And, and a lot of it too is in, I'm sure you find this and I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, no. uh, it's a lot of times you have a guest and they'll, they'll post their, the link on their pages mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it just increases the the amounts at all, which is great for everybody. Yeah, for them and you. yeah. It, it's true that you know that some people can't be there for the live mm-hmm. show. So that, I mean, that's why we podcast. And oh, yeah. I always send the link to the guest so he can he or she can post it and let people hear it indefinitely. Because that's the other thing on Podomatic, you kind of run out of space sometimes, you know, or bandwidth or whatever. Um, when they're on the YouTube channel, they're there for ever until there is no such thing yeah (laughs) seriously so yeah that that's really important so yeah so nick redford um dave the bard Mm -hmm. um i don't i there are a lot of people that i'm happy to have on for a number of reasons yeah who what about um oh god god bless us just forgot her name uh the one that just died the zozo um, the one that wrote the Zozo uh, thing. I don't know who wrote the Zozo. Yes, Zozo. you do. You, you're the one I'm that told it. me about it. Nuh-uh. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Rosemary Guiley. Oh, Rosemary. Yeah. No, you know, I never had her on. Um, really? She oh. never wanted to come on for some reason. What did you do to that poor girl? Not a thing, because we had a lot of people and friends in common, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh-oh. You know, I mean, I was asking her early on when I was just starting, and maybe she thought it was, you know, well, here's this new kid on the block, and blah. Um, but never, you know, I, I quit asking after a while. Oh, okay. I, tell but, you, I, I feel bad now. <laughs> why? Because you got her. Because I asked you. No, no, no. I mean, it's not. You know, it's. I swear that you told me about the Zozo. No. I, I never, never knew about Zozo. Tim is into Zozo. Maybe Tim. Because Tim does the Zozo thing. 
Yeah, but I think you're the one that got I me in th- that direction. Well, I don't know. Maybe I would. You're old. You don't, probably don't remember. Well, but <laughs> yeah, I need uh, the Geritol ran out a few days ago. Yeah, so there I you may go. Not, so. Yeah, I may not be right with it. Now, how many people that just heard that knows what Geritol is? Think I was it. just thinking that when you said it. <laughs> It's like bro cream. <laughs> a little dab will do you. Yeah. That's well, right. See, yeah. see, this is bad that we know this, these things, you know, because well, we No, we it don't... isn't because we, we have been lucky enough to be on this earth to experience so many things that some of these people have absolutely no clue about. And so I am so thankful for my time on this earth at this time because I've learned so much and, and experienced so much. Uh that's true. But then, you know, you get like the stink eye from people when you say something like a rotary phone. A what? Uh, too bad. You know, what? Rotary? What does that mean? Yeah, you put honey. your finger and then you try and explain it. You put your finger in a hole. <laughs> and you twist That's true. <laughs> I mean, if you try to explain how to do that, you know. Mm. Because they pick it up and there's a dial tone. All right, well, what do we do now? And, you know, so, yeah. Unless, of course, you have a, a potty line, then you have to make sure no one's on the line first. And that's even worse that people don't know what a party <laughs> line would ever be. But what do you, why don't you tell everybody just for their information and, and so they know how lucky they are not to have one? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah, okay, uh, no. So I, I, I am not sad at all. I am very thankful for my existence uh, as long as I have lived. So I am extremely happy because I've learned so much, experienced so much. And and I, I just get, you know, I mean, I just sit here and think and awe and wonder and, and if all the things that we've witnessed through the years, you know, some of it bad, but still that we, we've experienced, we know what it's like. And uh, there are so many people, like you said, that don't know jack about <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well uh, we've, our recent history we've experienced history mm-hmm. you know i guess everybody does in their own time but they do but when it you know sometimes they're not written in books for years and and <laughs> some of the history that we've written about or I mean, it's been witnessed. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but that's okay i don't mind it I, I like it too i love to keep learning and and stuff and and trying to keep up anyway so you were involved when you first started out, and 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 I don't know if you still do, uh, in in ghost hunting or in paranormal investigating or whatever you want to. How did you get into that, and why did you get into that? Why? Good question. Um, well, I you know I used to watch the ghost shows. I mean, you know, who didn't watch Most Haunted, right? Oh, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it started. And yep. you and but you know I grew up with ghosty stuff and and whatever I mean my family was into that so it was not anything foreign, but I got uh, a call from Schiffer Publishing because I think maybe I told you the story. My friend Scott Michaels, who dearly departed tours yep. and everything, was going to um, write a book for Schiffer about Hollywood. You know some. Not ghost things necessarily, but stories or you know. Right. So he he kind of chickened out for some reason, and so he told um, this woman Dinah Roseberry um, that maybe you know he he should she should get in touch with me, and you know that I was 
born and raised in Hollywood, and I know, you know, where the haunted things are and the stories. Where the, where the bodies are buried. Yes, yeah. And see, that's what Scott has on me. He knows how they got there. And, someti- <laughs> and sometimes it's it's even stranger than fiction. But anyway, so Dinah got a hold of me, and she said, um, you know, Scott recommended me and wanted to wonder, wanted to wonder if you want to do a book for us. And I said, well, like what? And she says, well, you know, maybe the ghosts of Hollywood. And I said, well, I know, you know, ghost stories and everything. But she said, well, let's do that. You know, we, you've got it, you know, ghosts of Hollywood. And then I thought, I put my thinking cap on and I went, hmm, I should go investigate some of these places also, you know, which was kind of clever because mm-hmm. I had done that. So I started thinking about who would be going out with me and I found out I, I was introduced to Barry Conrad who is a videographer and into ghost things and, and stuff and we went to um, oh the Formosa Cafe yeah we met there for the first time and to talk about it because I thought you know well he'd be a great one to do because he he's already doing videos on ghost stories and whatever And when we went to the cafe, that's one of the haunted places in Hollywood, really haunted. And so as we're there, you know, I we were asking some of the staff, hey, is this place haunted? Is there any ghost stories? And, you know, the table was surrounded by people that were telling us all the ghost stories that went on in that place. And I thought, okay, can we come back and investigate here? And they said, sure. So we did. And I mean, one thing led to another. So most of the not most, but a great Many of the stories that I have in the book are places that we've actually gone to. And, you know, once you do it, you kind of get interested and want to do more. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what happened. So, I mean, you were you were totally novice to it. Right. So how did you know how to do an investigation? Um. Well, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to slight. No, 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 I'm no. Intrigued by by how, how did you learn? Basically, yeah. Well, basically, it was sort of like Barry had a lot of basic information that he was doing that because he'd been doing that for a long time. Uh-huh. I picked up um, a few things really from Most Haunted basics, not screaming and you know whatever. Oh, all the yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. Um, Interestingly, strangely enough, um, I when we were doing that, the book, I thought somebody's got to do a forward in this book, you know, mm. and I got in touch with David Wells just right off the bat. He didn't know me from Adam and I didn't know him from Adam, but he was happy to write the forward for my book. Well, that's great. And we became friends after that. And then um, Kieran, too, Kieran, show, Kieran O'Keefe. Um, you know, listening to them talk and stuff and them being on my show. And, you know, so you kind of pick as you go. But, you know, I mean, I believed in that before. I mean, when I was a kid, um, you know, we would get together and do Ouija things. And, you know, we would uh, try to do haunted things as a kid. And you kind of pick up some ideas of what you're doing. You know, it's not completely foreign. But everybody kind of has their own style and everything. But, you know, I mean, I got the K2 meter and I got a mill meter and, <laughs> you know, Tim made me. And then I was talking to Tim after a while and Tim made me some um, divining rods and a scrying mirror, you know. So it's it's help. You know, it's one of those things you get by with a little help from your friends. Mm-hmm. And you learn as you go along. You do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and both Steve and I, I mean, we, we've been investigating for years, but we, we look back at the way we did things in the beginning and, and how our, the way we changed, how we changed over the years, and, and that's part of learning. You, you, uh, you know, a lot of the, the articles, if you uh, read them from my early years and then listen to some of the later ones, you'll see you know, it's not the same person. You, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's, you, you believe that stuff? It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's what I knew at the time or is what I understood at the time. And then I learned much more afterwards and I'm continuing to learn. Well, how do you feel about um, all the new technology? Do you think that it kind yeah. of takes away from using your own intuition and stuff? Do, does it make, a, does it dumb us down? I, you know what? We, we, in fact, we just talked about that in the last show, is that uh, just about every group now uh, uses the word science. We're, we're a science-orientated. We're a scientific group. We're a scientific medium. Uh, and it, the thing is, uh, they use instruments. And so mm-hmm. they figure that, well, they're using instruments. But that's not science. That's just instruments. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's it's the same as uh, just because you use a scientific uh, a, a, instrument doesn't make you a scientist any more than using a calculator makes you a mathematician it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit a lot more than that it's yeah. you have to actually understand what you're doing and uh, unfortunately just we have these instruments they see the stuff on tv and they just go out and whatever happens then they just jump to whatever uh you know they believe in and they, mm-hmm. they just go to it so a lot of the detectives out there now is uh, not helping at all. And, and you go and you look at the old stuff, you know, you know, I've been studying the red light sands for over 10 years now, uh-huh. uh, religiously. And, uh, you know, we do it once a month. In fact, we did it earlier this week and it's to understand physical mediumship and mental mm-hmm. mediumship. But even those, we, we know there is no scientific evidence that any of it works. So, but does that make that wrong either? No, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, the the medium is is interesting because you can get a lot of information sometimes that you can verify. In in now, I can't say, okay, is that coming from a dead person? No, I can't say that. I have no proof of that. But it's it's intriguing where this information is coming from you know it, mm-hmm. it's there it's true they provide that information so i uh, the i like the old methods too i you know i think there there is a lot of validity to it can i prove it of course not but that's it's still intriguing yeah i just think that um trusting our instincts and our feelings mm-hmm. um is really important and the more you do it the more it builds up agreed and then all of a sudden here comes all these devices and this and that and you refer to them you think that they're better than you are because they're that's the problem technical you know mm-hmm. and then we lose what we've already built up so i i i don't mind you know doing those things on investigations here and there but i don't if ever I- want to lose you know my intuition about it or my feelings or or whatever because that that's a shame mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. And, uh, you know, someday there, there may be something that can uh, 
be a valid piece of equipment for doing what we do, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the equipment we have out there is uh, certainly going to turn any true scientist's head and say, wow, this is proof of the, paranormal, uh, the proof of uh, life after death. Right. Yeah. And I, do you think anything can prove that? Seriously? I really don't think so, to be honest no, with you. I it's, don't either. To me, it's, it's like a religion. Yeah. You, you know, you, in religion, you don't need proof. You just believe it. And to me, that's what this paranormal uh, community is. And by the way, it's turned into a multi-million dollar industry. So oh, I'm sure. It, there's as that aspect, aspect of it as well. Um, so it, it, it's if you enjoy doing it, you know, knock yourself out, you know. Uh, I was sorry, I'll forget this, but I was reading um, something about Betty White lately, recently. Ah, good old Betty. And I killed her, by the way. I don't doubt it. Um, I was I talking asked, about her in, in the car with uh, Leslie Martin, and then uh -huh. she died that night. See, you you, yeah. you don't know your own strength. I know. Go ahead. But somebody asked her if she was afraid of death, you know, a year or two ago. And she says, mm -hmm. no, I want to know the secret. There you go. She said, I and and I'm and the older I get, the closer to death, the more curious I get. And in one of the things that somebody said after she passed away, um, one of the celebrities, I forget who it was, it says, Betty, now you know the secret. Uh, and, and I, but I think that's true. I don't think we're, you know, no matter what, as long as we could live to be 500, um, I don't think we know until we get there. Yeah. And some people those. don't think there's any place to go, actually. Yeah. The, the two, things about Betty. I mean, I mean, she always had that uh, uh, joke she used to always say. She says, uh, I'm so old now that when I want to contact my friends, I have to use a Ouija board. Well, <laughs> she does it now. <laughs> <laughs> and now she'll come back as EVP. She was a really nice lady. I interviewed her she twice. I Did met, you really? Well, lucky. well, I met her once because Alan, you know, when I worked in the medical office, Alan right. Ludden was our patient. Oh, wow. And, and this is when she was doing Mary Tyler Moore, and it was so funny because she came in with him. And so he oh, was in, in, in the back with the doctor, and because and, my boss was the medical director for CBS, so we had all these people. Anyway, um, so she came in, and Alan was in the back with the doctor, and she was sitting there, and I asked her something, you know, if if she needed anything or to pull a file or something. And she turned on Sue Ann Nivens, not on purpose, but she turned on that character. And oh, I went, no. oh, my God. You know, just like that. I'm thinking, she's really like that? No, she can't be like that because, you know, <laughs> Sue Ann Nivens or whatever. But um, years later, I, I worked with her a little bit. Um, I belong to Actors and Others for Animals. And oh. um, so I met her there. And then I did an interview with her for Cat Fancy magazine. And honestly, she's, she really was what she seemed to be, a very nice person. I mean, with a big heart and always very optimistic. That's awesome. Yeah, I was lucky to meet her, yeah. Yeah, I guess you were, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that trumps my Rosemary Eiley Guiley. <laughs> that, well, guy. that'll take care of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, take care neener, of that. Neener, 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 yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, no, up me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I try once in a while. Yeah. There was a oh, there was a, a, a this another buddy Betty White joke. Uh, uh, somebody dies and they go to heaven and and, and they're met by uh, uh, God and uh, uh, they they're talking and, and he says welcome to heaven you know and everything else 
and uh, the guy says to God, he says, who's the little old lady in the corner over there? And God says, oh, that's Betty White. She was here before me. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) That's so funny. But anyway. All right. So we are getting down towards the end of the show. And is there anything you would like to talk about before we we, uh, head out the door? Nothing in particular. No. No. My brain's kind of. Kind of Fried. out there. No, I actually was thinking of something while you were talking, and it just left. It went uh, out. Poof. That was out. me. My fault. I talked. Yeah, I know. blame <laughs> it on you. I yeah. always do. I mean, I get my wife. Why should you be any different? Oh well, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Most mm-hmm. women, you know, you know the old saying. You know, if uh, if a man's in the woods by himself and there's no woman around, is he still wrong? Of course. <laughs> I never heard that one, but I kind of like that. Yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, my wife has told me that many times. Uh, but <laughs> excuse me. So, if people want to listen to uh, Stir in the Cauldron, uh, mm-hmm. where can they hear your terrific show? Well, the live show is on the Para X Radio Network, and the podcast is everywhere. I swear. Um, Potomatic um, on you YouTube. Love yeah, YouTube, it's Stirring the Cauldron Para X. Um, we're on Audacity. We're on Google. Uh, yeah, Google thing. Um, <laughs> Google Music. Yeah, yeah Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, so many places. And, you know, if you look, you'll find out, too, with your show, people bootleg your shows, you know. Yep. So, you know, I'm all over the place. But and yep. and you can also listen on my website marlabrooks.com. Mm-hmm. And and the live show is what day? Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you so much for joining me, especially at the last minute today, and I do appreciate that. And, you know, I uh, love talking to you. I know we've been at it for a long time, haven't we? Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. I still can't remember how I met you, and that's been bugging me all show. You know what? I don't know either. <laughs> that shows you how old we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> we'll figure it out one of these days. Yeah, someday. Yeah. We're, we're, we're both on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> the secret. We'll learn the secret. We'll learn the secret. <laughs> so uh, listen to uh, – oh, by the way, your books, and those are on, available on malabrooks.com? Yeah, and at Amazon and, you know, all the fine bookstores. Yeah. 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 yeah, and uh, yeah, my my Amazon is like a playground. Go, I'm it. People will love the. It's fun, it's it moves. It's that. It's very cute. Okay, I'll yes. check it out myself now. Well, you should. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today, Mahler, and we want to thank all our uh, listeners uh, and also our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon, who help support the show and. For some reason, bring it to you. If you aren't a Patreon member, uh, you can uh, become one. And uh, you have exclusive uh, viewing of over 30 videos from Steve, myself, and Lou uh, that you can't see anywhere else, uh, as well as uh, some lost stuff that that we did. And uh, um, 
We also have our new logo, which was designed by uh, Jason Doobie, uh, which will be available on Bling the coming year. So thanks again, uh, Mahler, and thanks, everyone, for listening to us. Happy New Year. God bless yes. and stay safe. <laughs> Bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. <laughs>